Hey guys, this is Jordan Buhat, and you are here on my podcast, Anything and Everything. And I think it's probably the best place to start would be right at the very beginning and talking about how it is I ended up in Los Angeles when I am an Edmonton, Alberta boy from Canada, because a lot of people in America ask me, where is Alberta? Where is Edmonton? Well, that is in your neighbor's backyard or front yard or inside the house, whatever you want to call it, um, right above Montana, Edmonton, Alberta, one of the coldest big cities in the world, I believe. And um, yeah, so I made it from Edmonton to Los Angeles and how I made it onto Gronish and how it is I got those auditions, my acting history, which is actually pretty short in regards to TV and film, but it actually all started before that. So let's get into it. This is the anything and everything where we talk about, well, anything and everything. So yeah, like I said, I was raised, I was born in Edmonton, Alberta. It is super cold there and it's all about oil and trucks, and it's really blue-collar kind of city where people really care about hard work and grit. Um, But there's also also a really good indie scene out there, really really good theater scene, really good arts scene, and we have the biggest Fringe Festival in the world. And if if anybody doesn't know what the Fringe Festival is, it's a giant like theater festival of brand new art or not always new art but it's always really innovative and really edgy and I think the first biggest one is in Scotland or Ireland I think it's Scotland though so I was born there and I lived with my dad for most of my childhood years and then I lived with my mom from about 14 to 24. So I really split my time. You know, there's divorces and the millennial kid problems, right? So I spent a lot of my time in Edmonton and in just the suburb of Sherwood Park. And I was not a theater or arts person growing up at all. (laughs) I really was not. I did not see this kind of a future happening to me until maybe not even in high school. I didn't think this would be something I wanted to do. It might have been somewhere in university, but throughout my childhood, I was a soccer player. I was a football player. I did wrestling and badminton, but I think soccer was what I played the most because my dad was really good at soccer when he was a kid, so... He coached me, and I played throughout school. And I think the bug really hit me entertainment-wise when I heard about this this movie throughout the whispers of all the kids at school. And everybody was talking about it. It was a musical, and I thought, oh, that's dumb. I don't want to read, or sorry, I don't want to listen to a musical. I'm a jock, all right? That sounds dumb to me. Um, but people just would not stop talking about it. So eventually I went home in shame to watch this <laughs> this this movie all by myself in, in junior high. Um, so maybe that was in 2004, somewhere around there. 
And I loved it. I don't know if anybody's wondering what the movie was, but it was High School Musical. And I freaking loved it. The next day, I swear it was the next day that I went to school and I was singing those songs like I had, you know, been listening to them when everyone else did. But I loved it. That's when I started singing. That's when I found my passion for for performing it all. It was blew the doors open for me. But I wasn't all of a sudden like a singer. I wasn't all of a sudden an actor. I was still very much an athlete. I played a lot of basketball towards the end of my junior high days. and um, But that had very much introduced me to the idea of wanting to sing. So when I wasn't playing sports, what I did when I was a kid was I actually organized <laughs> at my junior high, I organized one or two, and then at my high school, I organized one or two singing idol competitions, and I organized them and then entered them, and I don't know, but sounds like it's probably biased, but <laughs> I definitely entered them, but it wasn't biased because I didn't win any of them, and I remember everyone who won those idol competitions when I didn't win. It was my first little bit of rejection as a performer, but it was also my first tastes of getting up in front of people. I remember my very first song that I actually ever performed in front of anyone. I think it was This Love. No, this, yeah, I think it was This Love by Maroon 5, and I messed up one of the words, and I swore, I think I said, like, shit, or something like that, and people kept telling me, which I think now, in hindsight, was maybe a little mean, but they said they only voted me through because I said shit on stage. And you know what? Hey, I got to sing the next song, and I have no clue what it was, but I did not win because one of my competitors sang everything by Michael Bublé and slayed it. Um, so I carried that on into high school. I was still singing, and then Glee came out, and jeez, Glee was the next step. It was High School Musical, and then it was Glee, and Glee just kind of taught me to be a little bit more proud of the fact that I love to sing and I love to perform. I mean, I was casually taking the drama class in grade 10 or in 10th grade for you Americans, Uh, and it was fun, and I feel like I was kind of good at it, but I didn't really care about it too much still by grade 10. Um... But Glee kind of taught me to push with my singing, and I started learning how to play the piano. I was just watching YouTube. That was my first, guys, that was my first instances, I think, with really caring about YouTube was how to learn how to play, I believe it was a Headley song for the nights I can't remember. It was my first song I knew how to play on the piano, and then eventually I learned how to play the fray. But... I really, yeah, so I did another singing competition in high school, and I sang The Fray, You Found Me, and that's when I really, really started to love performing. I could not wait to share that song with everyone because I felt like I loved what I was doing, and I felt like I was good enough to share it with people or to want to share it with people. At least that's what I thought back then, and... Sorry, guys, I'm just like drinking a Fade Aid right now, so I have this burpiness in my voice. But that really pushed me even further into wanting to perform more, and I was acting in the drama classes in school, and eventually I started doing the plays. 
and that's when it really got me. When I just love this idea of standing on stage at the end and having that last like hurrah, you know that that when everyone would cheer and it would be an encore, and that's what I chased at the very beginning of my acting career. I liked the idea of applause and uh, and people loving me, I think. Um, so I, maybe I didn't chase it for the right reasons in the beginning, but I found out actually really quick in grade 12 when I finally did our, our final play that when we wrapped and we had our very final show and I purposefully went to the curtain call expecting to feel this and to cry and to be like this is the end of my of our of our run and and I was like that's it that was my one of my first lessons where I realized that the process is something that I really should enjoy instead of chasing the end result because I had so much fun during the process but I didn't realize that I wasn't necessarily appreciating it as much as I was this glorified ending uh, so I went, and still at this point, I wasn't admitting to myself that I wanted to be an actor or a serious performer at all, um, even though when I went to university, I decided I wanted to try and teach gym, or I wanted to try and teach drama. Actually, I wanted to be the coolest teacher in school, which would be the drama teacher and the gym teacher mixed into one. <laughs> but it didn't it didn't happen um i was in the teaching program but i just started falling in love with just taking my drama classes and i'm pretty sure that that wasn't necessarily good for tracking into becoming a teacher for drama in phys ed um <laughs> so i got into my you know the the mid season of the first year and the acting auditions for the acting program that only accepted 12 people a year, they were coming up in February. School started in September. And I thought, yeah, why not? You know, I'll try. You know, all, all that I had to do was prepare a song, a dance, and two monologues. And I was like, sure, why not? You know, just for kicks. And I did it. And I know how not horrible but it was just very green I wasn't I don't think I put in I know I didn't put in the effort that I should have for those auditions and I would love to coach people in those auditions by the way that would be amazing um but yeah and I definitely 100% did not get in <laughs> I did not get in and I remember the people who did get in that year and they were amazing they were great I think when I wasn't in the the program is called the Bachelor of Fine Arts acting program at the University of Alberta when I wasn't in the program all those actors were just ethereal they were just I put them on such a pedestal because again I don't think I was really I mean, this was still fresh off my grade 12, you know, trying to bask in the glory years. Um, but I wasn't, didn't understand the process of the process. I didn't, I didn't get it. I just wanted to be in the program and that'd be great. Sure, why not? Anyway, I didn't get in because I didn't work hard enough. And 
I also <laughs> had to take a break from university after that first year because I got a 2.1 GPA, which is not good, guys, which is, I think it's like, a, I got a D1. I got a one at the end of my grade because I didn't complete some assignments in psych. I was so bad at university, guys, sitting at a table and trying to learn by listening to a professor about things I didn't care about. God, like I think back now, and it's like no wonder I was so horrible at this stuff. I did not care at all. Um, I took a year off because I didn't want to waste any more money just to be horrible at things and not be sure about what I wanted. So, and it was just basic classes. But anyway, I took the year off and the next year off. And what I did was I joined this company and it's called the Citadel Theater's Young Company. And the Citadel Theater is a very prestigious theater in Edmonton, Alberta. It is a, where it's a main house. It's an A house, what they call, um, and where they have all the big shows relatively, uh, the, well, I would say the biggest shows in regards to um, theater performance in Edmonton, where they have Christmas Carol, you know, and they have all the big musicals. Um, they had a little a little program for us young people called the Young Companies. And instead of going to university, I trained there for a year because I had enough interest in pursuing acting. I think it was the thirst. The thirst I received from being rejected from the Bachelor of Fine Arts acting program for the first year. I wanted to learn how to get in. I wanted in. I had this... I have this this thirst for if someone tells me no, that I don't believe that it's actually a true situation. And I think eventually that I'll get a yes. And I think that's helped me throughout my life. But <laughs> I think in a sense it it can be stubborn in other cases, but I think it helps me in a lot of respects as well. <laughs> so I took the Citadel's Young Companies program and it was so much fun. Fun. I took movement classes, I took acting classes, dancing classes, singing classes with a whole bunch of people who just wanted to perform. It wasn't a university filled with people who wanted to, you know, be a doctor and a teacher and someone in physical stuff, you know, all taking psychology. No, it was all of us who wanted to be some form of performer. And I felt like I was just... I was home. I was around people who had similar goals. And isn't that who you want to be around? I would suggest yes, even in high school, if uh, high school people are listening, or if you're in your mid-20s, just like me, or anywhere else, 30, 40, 50, I think it's best to surround. And I think by that point, a lot of people, though, we're all still growing, no matter how old we are, that I think we should definitely surround ourselves with people who are like-minded. And I think that's when we have the best times of our lives. Um, I completed that program and I think I grew as, I definitely grew as an actor. During the course of that program, the auditions came up again. They happen once a year. So a year had passed since I didn't get in the first time. And during this program, they were prepping us to audition for this program. I met some very close friends, Owen and uh, Sarah Foydle as well, and a whole bunch, whole bunch of other people. But um, I auditioned again, and I didn't get in again. And I was like, 
shit, I think I cried very hard because I thought I prepared even harder. And I know I had, but I definitely just wept. (laughs) Uh, So I went back to school after that year because I knew that I wanted to focus more on my drama stuff. But I, again, I guess I wasn't fully admitting it because I was still in the drama teaching program. Um, But I thought, you know what, I'll just take school anyway and audition for the acting program every year it comes by and just take school because, you know, I'm not fully committed to this. So I took school again and I did fine. I did better than the first year, but enough to stay in school. And I really don't remember what I did. Oh, I know what I did. I took more opportunities to be in shows. So that was the first year that I was in something called Next Fest at the University of Alberta. Or is it Abadam? No, it was it was Next Fest and Abadam. Now, those are two festivals put on by students uh, and they are fantastic, fantastic opportunities for new works, especially Next Fest, uh, for new works to be written, uh, directors to get their chance and young actors and directors at that school and a little bit outside to, for people to come, out, uh, come in from outside. But I did some, sh- some more shows that year And I had a lot of fun, definitely some politically incorrect shows because of how fast the the political, uh, the the climate has changed over the last few years. But I did those shows and I was still taking drama classes and teaching classes. And uh, February came up. Finally, I had all these shows under my belt. So I auditioned for a third time and I didn't get it. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I had prepped. I used my coaches that I had from that year in my new classes, and I prepped every single one of my monologues, prepped all of my songs. My dance, I always kind of did on my own with the help of some of my close friends, but I loved taking care of my dance. I think I I really enjoyed dance in school. Um, But... Yeah, I just I just didn't get in again. And I was thinking, like, is this really something that I want? But you know what, guys? I actually I don't think I actually thought that at that point. I knew that I wanted it. Um, that's just me saying something now, but back then I knew that I wanted it. So the next year came. This is my one, two, three, four, fourth year of trying to I'm just fast-forwarding a year because that year flew by. I was in another Abadam show uh, and some more Next Fest shows and Abadam show with a whole bunch of people that I still talk to this day and a couple people who I got into the acting program with, actually, which was really nice. Um, Emily and I believe Philip might have been in that Abadam show, but I'm like, I don't think he was. We did Angels of America. I don't think he was in that. Um, But this fourth year, I buckled down so freaking hard and worked my ass off with those monologues and worked my ass off with the singing and the dancing. And I gave it everything I had. I was not being turned away so... Each of the past three years, I actually hadn't applied to other programs. That hadn't even occurred to me to apply to other programs. Uh, Like, um, 
the there's a program in Montreal really great for musical theater actors and there is a great place studio 54 something for uh, in Vancouver that I also applied to and I also applied to the Vancouver Film School because I think I had a little bit of interest in going to film there or at that point in my life and I <laughs> I finally got in and the funny thing is is I didn't just get in at the University of Alberta, I got in at Vancouver Film School. I go, I got in at the University of British Columbia. I didn't get in at the Montreal one, but I had all of these options all of a sudden to go act in a program. And without a, a doubt of my mind, I was going to go to the University of Alberta, but because it was... I lived half an hour away. It was so easy to just take a bus and I could still live at home, not pay anything. It was great. But I guess this was the year where I said, I'm getting in and I want to really try being an actor or I really wanted to be in an acting program. So I threw my eggs into all the baskets and it paid off. And I think that's a really good lesson for people that if you really want something that don't just pinhole yourself into doing it one way. There's, there's no one way to do something, you know, just because I keep thinking of Will Smith. There's no, Will Smith was successful before he even left high school. He won the first rap Grammy before he even left high school. Now, is that going to happen for every rapper? No. You know, it, like, everyone has their own route, and... Um, so I think you just need to try as many options as you, as, as you can. And so I was thinking, ah, I, this was it, guys. I had caught the bug, and I had gotten accepted into the University of Alberta, but I had so much time left. It was February when uh, the auditions happened, and we didn't find out until, I think, January, March, maybe April, maybe April. Um, I could be making this up because I can't actually remember anymore, but I was waiting for me to find out whether or not I'd gotten in and I was applying to do acting over the summer because I just didn't want to not be acting. Like I said, don't put your eggs all in one basket, throw them everywhere. There's so many baskets, your cousin's baskets or every, don't throw, never mind. But I auditioned for a few apprenticeships for the summer to act and learn. And I got in at the New Jersey, the Shakespeare Theater of New Jersey. And guys, I did the Shakespeare Theater of New Jersey for three summers. And those are three of my favorite summers of my life. So this is before I got into the Bachelor of Fine Arts acting program. I got into the Shakespeare program in freaking New Jersey, an Edmonton, Alberta boy. I just sent my video in and they're like, yeah, come over here and learn for three months. Now, I, God, it was hard. It was so hard, but it prepared me very well for my program going into the University of Alberta. It, we all, there was something like, oh, geez, 50 of us in that program and we were split into four different um, camps, not camps, four different classes, and we would all rotate through the classes, put on some shows, put on a big show at the end of the summer, and we would grind all summer 
long. If you are looking to be an actor, if you're looking to be a theater actor, uh, I recommend that you definitely try and go and take an apprenticeship as a theater actor for a little while because you will be up very late and you will be up very early and you will just kind of learn how to work hard. Now, working hard doesn't mean that you have to be up late and depriving yourself of sleep. That's not what it means. But I think it teaches you when you really need to get something done and you want to get something done, it teaches you how to do it because it has to get done. And um, it was... So I met so many friends there, uh, Rebecca and Tim and uh, countless, countless others. But uh, Rebecca was actually my first roommate in Los Angeles when I moved here a couple of years ago. And Tim were trying to get over to Los Angeles as well. Um, shout out to those guys because I love them very much. I took the summer and I found out that I got into the Bachelor of Fine Arts acting program. And I would thought, yes, I'm so ready. I'm so prepped. I just did the summer, got into the program. And you know what? It actually was a solid transition. But the next three years of school were grueling. I cried many, 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 many times. Many, 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 many times. It was even harder than New Jersey in regards to the fact that I live in, well, Canada, and it was dark and cold a lot of the times, and that just makes everything worse. But the projects just meant more to me, so they were that much harder. And we learned countless things. This is why we, that we kept journals, and I'm glad that I actually kept my journals that every now I can look back at, but I wish I'd written in them more, learning things from Clown, to sword fighting, to literally just learning how to feel, learning how to listen. And that's literally a dust particle in the amount of things that we learned while we were in the Bachelor of Fine Arts acting program for the next three years. And I created some bonds with people that um, last to this day, who every now and then I, I check in with. We're not all, well, I'm not very close with, with, with uh, anyone. At the moment, I check in with people every now and then just because I live in Los Angeles. Um, but I went through the program and, again, another thing it taught me was just how to work. And I think that's, that's probably one of the best things that you can learn. Look, you, you can really want something. You can really strive or really hope and wish for something. But what I got from school was work. Do the work. Do it. Because then you will see results. Whether it's good results or, you know, good or bad, you'll find out after. And then you'll adjust and you'll work differently. Maybe. Maybe not. But it taught me for someone who really wanted something to work really hard. And I hold that with me every single day. Every single day. During one of my last years of the acting program, I think it was the second last year, I heard this commercial on the radio and it said, does your child want to be a Disney star? 
and I thought to myself, I want to be a Disney star. <laughs> I wanted to be in the next High School Musical or something like that. By this High School Musical three, it already come out in like in high school, and it was amazing. But anyway, that's a throwback. Um, and I said, yeah, I want to be on Disney. And I called them in. And on the commercial, it said that you had to be uh, under 18 years old. But I called them when I was 22 years old. And I said, hey, can I still come to this? And they said, yeah. They said, yeah. And I, when I got there, which I wouldn't recommend to every single person, it really, really, really depends. Because... It's one of these competitions where you do have to pay like a ludicrous amount of money to go um, just to be in front of industry professionals, is what they say, for very little coaching. Um, but, you know, it did give me the opportunity to be in front of industry professionals. So I went, and what you do is you prepare. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different packages you can buy to be able to perform in front of all of these people. So I purchased the ability to do a couple monologues and a couple commercials. That's it. That was a very bare minimum, and it was something ridiculous, like four grand. But it was, um, it was, it was a solid opportunity for me because I lived in Edmonton, Alberta, and I personally didn't know any other way to get seen in front of professionals, agents, managers. Now, if you live in Toronto, if you live in Vancouver, or as a Canadian, anyway, uh, it's a lot easier. You know, if you live in New York and Los Angeles, it's a lot easier than if you live in Ohio, I would expect. I don't know much about Ohio's acting industry, but that's uh, kind of my comparison. And I said, I need to get seen. And I went down there, and I won the competition that year. However, I spoke with a whole bunch of managers and agents, and I just didn't gel with anyone. I didn't like anyone that I saw there. Um, so they said, hey, you won the competition this year. Here's a deal that you can come anytime you want again for free if you win. Um, and I was like, great. Okay, well, maybe I'll come back. Maybe I won't. Um, a couple years passed by and I was in my final year at the Bachelor of Fine Arts Acting Program and it was Christmas and I said, you know what, I'm going to go to that thing because it's my final year of the program. I'm going to start doing something after, you know, after I'm done, after I graduate and I had no clue what I'm going to do. I, I, I did not know what I was going to do, guys. I, <laughs> I did not have a plan in the world um, besides this one. So I went back and I competed again. I didn't have to pay. And I did a couple monologues. I did a couple more monologues and a couple more commercials. Uh, none of the dancing or singing stuff, which was still an option. And I didn't win, but I still got in front of managers and agents. And I met my, to this day, management team. They were the bomb. We sat down, we talked, and we gelled about a lot of things. And that's what I want to advise to people if they are looking for managers and agents. Um, I don't know much about the, hey, you got to pay to be my my client or that kind of stuff. I feel like that's probably not the solution or the way to go about it. But when you sit down with someone, really be honest with yourself and don't be in awe of the fact that they're a manager or an agent. Like, Get to know them 
as a person, really listen to how they're talking to you and listen, if they're listening to you and listen to, you know, really stand up for yourself. And for me, when I sat down with them, I think I've matured a lot since my uh, learning high school musical days. And I knew what I wanted and I knew what I needed, which was a way to be able to get into the United States to do TV or to get on to um, CW stuff, possibly in Vancouver, because I still live in, still lived in Canada at the time. And they provided me with a way for that to happen. They said, yeah, no problem. You know, eventually if someone offers you a role, we'll get you that visa. Don't even worry about it. And they have offices out in Vancouver and it's like, great. Oh, wow. So they said, and another thing was, because the year beforehand, the reason I didn't like the managers and agents was because they said, oh, you're in, you're in university still? How about you talk to us when you're done? So that turned me off from the people of the previous year. But these guys, they were like, oh, my God, you're in university? That's fine. That's totally chill. Just take your few months, and once you're done, we'll get you out to Vancouver. And uh, that's, uh, that's what happened. I graduated from the University of Alberta, 2017, and I left within a couple weeks. I moved in with my sister near Vancouver, and I started auditioning my face off. I auditioned uh, every week, at least this was auditioning my face off for the time, and auditioned every week, and I wasn't making a lot of money. I was working at a gym that I think I made like $9 an hour and I was a horrible salesman. So selling memberships was just, I'm not a good salesman. Uh, selling memberships was not good for me, but I enjoyed teaching the classes. So I stayed there anyway. Uh, I was horribly in debt. I was, for a Canadian anyway, for going into school, I think I had like $25,000 in loans or more in loans because I was there for longer. I was in university for six years. $25,000 in debt of loans, and I was making $9 an hour. So <laughs> it wasn't going well for me, let's just say that. I'm trying to audition, and I didn't get any roles. I got a lot of cool call. I got a lot of cool um, auditions, um, but I got no bites until I got this show come across my my email it was called college-ish and I was like oh okay you know I I thought it was funny I thought it was witty and uh, I really uh, I really like performing it so I said hey oh let's uh not let's it's like obviously I was going to record it but we recorded it we threw it down and it was the first time I ever got notes back from casting hey can you just do it this way and so my team was pretty excited about that, and they said, yeah, let's do it this way. Um, so I did it again a week later. Uh, this is about in June. Uh, so April, May, June, July. No, it was in June uh, when the first audition came, and then I auditioned again a week later because they wanted notes done. And then I didn't hear anything for, um, like um, I swear, a month. I think it was about a month. In July, they finally told me, hey, casting for, uh, uh, I didn't know at the time, but it was casting for Freeform for Grownish. They said, hey, we want you in LA so that you can read for this. And I was like, what are you talking about? I've never gotten a call back in my life. 
And so I, 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 all of a sudden, I hadn't had a call back before, and I'm from Edmonton, Alberta, and I just moved to Vancouver, and they say, hey, yeah, come in, come in ta- down to L.A., we'll fly you down, and, and you read. And I was like, what? So I go down, and I read. I'm nervous as freaking heck, and I mean, they put me, they put me in a hotel, and I read one day, and then I stayed there for three or four days because I was supposed to wait until they made the decision. And... I thought I was going to read again for like higher ups, for executives, produce, uh, like producers of the show. And they, uh, like, they didn't ask me to come back. They sent me home. I was like, okay, I, I probably didn't get it then. That's fine. Um, at that point, I was pretty good at rejection, just, you know, failing, and I wasn't afraid of failure. Um, so I just, because uh, I failed so many times already. What was the worst that could happen? Um, so I just went home and I went back to auditioning and I was super falling behind in my payments for, for loans and I wasn't making a lot of money and my sister was so good to me. So good. I love her so much. So good to me by allowing me to stay at the house uh, rent-free for the last month I was there. And I uh, was going back to Edmonton from Abbotsford. So Abbotsford is the near Vancouver town that I was staying in for a family occasion. And it was a family actually funeral. So it was a very emotional time. And it was a month after those auditions. And I'm in Calgary, Alberta. And I get this call saying that I got the part. What? Excuse it's for the first. First off, I was at a very low point in in many places that ju- that my family was just so very emotional. Not in regards to the audition, but in regards to family situations. And I didn't have any money. I was so poor. I was just like really just feeling crushed. And. And I, and I got the part, and I didn't know what to do. I went outside, and I think that's one of the occasions where I really think it paid off, um, that glory feeling that I was looking for in high school. I think because of all that, it was, it was a lot of relief. I'm not going to lie. It was a lot of relief. I was like, oh, my God, thank God I got something. <laughs> but... After all of those years of grinding through through theater and being told no and rejection, that I finally got one yes, it was amazing. And it was a whirlwind from there. Um, and I think I'll save that for, for another podcast, but I got into Gronish. I eventually moved to L.A., and now it's a couple years later, and I... Not living with a roommate anymore. I have my own place, and Gronish has taught me so many things about how to be an even better actor and how I'm nowhere near being an amazing actor. But I, um, I think about what I've been through, and I think about the process of getting here. And getting here is nice. Like I said, the end result is nice but the process of looking back at the process and like 
being satisfied with the ways that I got here, I'm really proud of that. And I think that everyone's going to do it in their own way. I know I did it in a weird roundabout way. And I think that you guys are going to be able to do it too. Whatever it is that you're you're going for, whether that's acting, whether that's, um, I don't know, going to the military or learning to be a gamer. I think that you can do anything um, that you are like super realistic about and just find out a way to do it. And even if you fail, keep doing it. If you love it, if you love it, just keep going. So that is my story of my start and getting to Gronish now, getting <laughs> my stories of Gronish and what I've learned through Gronish. It's a whole other day, but I'm glad I got to share my story with you guys because if I can somehow motivate someone to keep going after failure, I it makes <laughs> my, my, I don't know, something in my brain is just like firing because I love the idea that someone can just believe in themselves a little bit more and chase the thing that they love. So thanks for joining me, guys. This is Jordan on Anything and Everything, and who knows what we will talk about next time. Thanks, guys.